0: Thank you for joining us today as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in love of the Lord and each other. Hello, Megan. Hello, Pam. It's nice to see you. It's so yes. good to be together again. It is good that we are here yes, it to is. borrow a phrase yes, <laughs> from
1: scripture. Yeah,
0: I've said this before, but it's always like a retreat day with you when we get to have our little marathon recording sessions. And I just thank the Lord for you and for our friendship. Amen amen. And I pray for our listeners too that they will develop friendships very similarly. It's part of the reason behind us even developing the podcast Absolutely. to encourage these kind of friendships. Yeah. But yeah. today as we continue, we continue our series on the
1: 10 commandments. We're up to we are up to number 8. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Mm, against thy neighbor. Mm. You know, I think this one actually, I'm, I like that you started out talking about friendship um, because I think this is a commandment that really does play a lot into friendship as far as being honest within your relationships. You know, so often um, we struggle to really truly be honest I mean, like, you know, so again, this is one of those things where people, well, I don't make bald face lies, you know, but there's so much more subtlety than just, you know, telling a whopper, right? right.
0: Yeah. Can I make a confession on on the podcast? Go.
1: I can't absolve you, but I will tell you, listen to it. (laughs) Well, this was
0: like an epiphany light that's gone off in the last year or so. That in my nature to try and keep the peace on people, I would sugarcoat things by not really telling the truth to try and protect people's feelings as to Mm -hmm. not hurt them. But in the long run, it's really an injustice to speak truth in love is the best thing to do even if you know it may hurt their feelings as long as it's delivered with love.
1: Right, I think it's a really good point you make because if you just listen to the commandment as it's written, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. The way we immediately start thinking about it is, well, I'm not going to go around lying about my neighbor to other people. So say for example, I'm not going to go Tell somebody that, you know, my friend is having a affair. if they're not like that would be a terrible, awful lie and a sin in many ways, not just against this, but, um, and you know, all sorts of yuckiness there. But the reality of what you just talked about is I'm also compelled to tell the truth to my neighbor about my neighbor. So if we, as you're saying, like if you, if we say things to people who are not, that are not true, simply to protect their feelings, Mm. we have lied to them about them. (laughs) Right. Well, sometimes it's not even the lie, but it is the diversion or a type of. uh, Really, it's just a matter of degree. Yeah. You know, in the sense of like sometimes we, for example, um, instead of. A outright blatant lie, we will say something that may not like be truly a lie, but we know that it is gonna lead somebody to a conclusion that is not true. Ooh. But it's the conclusion we want them to come to. Right. Ooh. Right. So if say for example, um you were to Oh, what's, what's the example I wanted to bring? I had it and now it's like going out of my head. But you know how this goes. Sometimes you'll say something that leads somebody to believe, say you don't want to do something with somebody and you're not busy at all. Right. But the reality is you just don't want to be with them. Right. And so you'll say something that sort of implies that you have other plans when really you don't. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know they're going to come to that conclusion, and you're happy that they're going to come to that conclusion, even though you didn't technically lie. Right, right. Oh, I have another good one. Um, you text somebody,
0: hey, let's go have dinner tonight, and you don't hear from them. You don't hear from them. And perhaps they did see the text. You don't really know. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they did see it. Maybe they didn't. You don't know. And they say, oh, sorry, I'm just seeing it. We already ate. You know, right, that kind of thing. Right. It depends. You don't know.
1: It's true. But if they actually did see it and then they text you that, well, that certainly is a lie. (laughs) But I will be honest. um, The times when I have done anything in the realm of dishonesty is the one of the most uncomfortable places for me morally. Like I have this thing where I really do define myself very much as a lover of truth. And so when I do something that is a, um, either a direct sin against truth or even a glancing (laughs) blow, uh, against truth, I really feel it very deeply. And it is the one place that I feel most ashamed Mm. when I go into the confessional. Mm. And so this one is really hits close to home to me. I'll give you an example. So I, uh, which is, it just seems so trivial, but it actually kind of relates back to the last, um, podcast about thou shall not steal. Cause it kind of brings in both of these. So I was, um, at uh, a store and I noticed these boots that were on clearance and they were super cute. And so they were like only 10 or $15 on the tag. And oh my- I was like, awesome. These are so cute and they're comfortable and I like them and I want to buy them. And so, and I'm so psyched it's going to be such a good deal. Well, I went, when I was, as I was taking them to the counter, I looked closer at the sticker and they were actually mismarked. Mm. Like they were for another shoe that was actually a child's shoe. Mm. And so they weren't marked for the appropriate they were in the right box but the sticker on it was the wrong sticker mm. and so in that moment i had a decision to make i could either tell them uh, you know these are mismarked um but this is the sticker that's on there so i'm hoping maybe you'll honor the price that's marked on here even though i recognize that it's mismarked or i could say nothing and know that they're going to just give me the price mm. And in that moment, I just didn't feel like dealing with it. So I said nothing. Mm-hmm. And so this, as once I got home with these boots, I wasn't at peace with them. Like, cause I knew that my lack of saying anything was dishonest. Yeah. So I was dishonest and I was kind of stealing because they weren't the, same, the right price. Kind of a lie of omission. Yeah, exactly. And so... Eventually, I decided, you know what? I'm going to call them. I'm going to call them back and tell them what happened. Restitution. Own up to it and give them the opportunity to decide what they want to do about it and tell them I'm perfectly willing to come back and bring them back and whatever. It was kind of a hilarious conversation because the person was like, I don't understand what you're trying to say. (laughs) I was like, I'm trying to tell you that I've recognized that I paid less for these boots than I ideally should have because they were mismarked and I see that they're mismarked. So eventually, of course, what they did is like, good for you. (laughs) Like, no, do not bring them back. It was our mistake or whatever. But the level of disturbance to my peace mm. that it brought about and the fact that the sort of shame I felt of having been so lazy as to been willing to tacitly lie by my omission was very painful to me. And so, you know, I didn't bring it to confession, but I think it does bring to bear this point of, you know, an examination of conscience for everybody who's listening is how, Comfortable or uncomfortable are you with untruth? Like, because I know there's a lot of people out there who feel okay with the little white lie.
0: I want to speak to that for just a second because I once heard um, an exorcist mention that when a person lies, even a white lie, it sends up kind of like a little lightning bolt that the demons really sense and like, oh, it calls attention to yourself, in other words. Mm-hmm. So, oh, if, if it's easy for them to lie, that that's our playground. So we're going to go and try and make some more havoc in that person's life. If they're open to lying, perhaps we can get them to do other things, too, that are not in God's will.
1: Right. And I think what it comes down to is the lie that there's such a thing as a white lie. There yeah, is no white lie. No. They're all black lies mm-hmm. and they all have consequences within our soul. And yeah, if it's going to be inviting in, you know, more uh, attention of the, mm-hmm. of evil powers, that should be a motivator. I think also, you know, when the Lord says for the, those who are faithful in small things, Will be faithful in larger things. Yes. And so to think that we can make a habit of being okay with what we consider minor untruths, mm. you know, to think that that's not going to impact how we're going to respond, you know, over time with bigger things where it's even more uncomfortable to tell the truth. And let me say, we are coming into a time in this world where increasingly. To speak the truth of the Catholic faith will cost you. Are we ready to say the truth about what we believe regardless of the costs or maybe in the in the you know public square at our job in order to not be uncomfortable in order to not maybe be canceled or not you know maybe even lose our jobs we won't say what we truly believe Mm -hmm. about what the faith teaches about morality and Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and, and the path to salvation. Well, you know, Megan, I, I want to roll that back down to a real personal level
0: because to me that's a larger part, but there's to start on the very personal level to get used to it. I'm talking, you know, this is, could be a case study on me because I, <laughs> I, with a sensuality gone wild in a way that I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And that's kind of where our mm-hmm. culture is just run away with it. Oh, we hurt people's feelings. we hurt them. Well, I want to just let our listeners know that if a truth is delivered with love and kindness and someone's feelings are hurt, that's on them. Yeah. That's not on you. And I wish I had learned that sooner. Same with me. If someone says something to me and it hurts my feelings, you know, they may not have delivered it with much love, and that happens too, but still. Hurt feelings is really on you to reevaluate that kind of situation. So now, on a daily basis, if I start being more honest and deliver with love, that's going to get easier and easier to, to deliver the truths of the church to the public and at large if I'm comfortable on the dailiness
1: Do you see where I'm going with that? Oh, I agree completely. Absolutely. Because again, you know, start with the small things, be faithful in those small things, and then you will, you know, be more capable of being faithful in the big things. Absolutely. Right. And I, you know, it it comes to mind this idea that um, the idea of truth and what it means to be faithful to truth I think the reason that I am just so caught up in this truth being the big thing, the really the, the central thing is because when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life to me, truth is Jesus there. You cannot separate. If it's true, it's of the Lord. And if it is untrue, it is a denial of Jesus Christ. Like he said, he's the truth. And, you know, Pontius Mm Pilate, what is truth? Jesus is like, I am it. I am the truth. And so to me, I, I really, really take it to heart that I am being like Peter. If I ever say anything that's untrue because I'm denying him who is truth. In fact, one of my favorite all-time quotes of spiritual reading, it comes from St. Thomas Aquinas. And he says, take take for truth I do, truth himself speaks truly, or else nothing else is true. Mm -hmm. So he's speaking of Jesus and he's saying what Jesus teaches, what we read in Scripture of the words of our Savior If those aren't true, nothing has a basis in truth because he is truth himself and what he says is true. And so when he says, obey the commandments and you should not bear false witness against your neighbor, you should not lie, you should be a person of truth, we're just... Bound, mm-hmm. we're bound by it, and and if we don't feel bound by it, then we have work to do in our lives. And there's always going to be places where we're tempted, you know, or even unaware sometimes. And that's a good point too, because yeah. you know, discernment plays a role here, right? Like, yes. do you, how do you know what is true? I'm glad you said
0: that because I started thinking, you know, if we we say tell the truth, what if? you have a personal opinion that's true to you because you can get those kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't like you or something like that. Um, What's the point of saying that? Like, if there's no good purpose to say what you're thinking or feeling, then you don't need to say it. That's different than speaking God's
1: truth. Absolutely. Right. And we have, you know, we're so blessed as Catholics to not only have scripture to teach us truth, but also the catechism, you know, having things that are definitively laid out as teachings of the faith. Like we can, we can rest assured in those as truth. Mm -hmm. Now it gets into more gray areas. Then we have to, again, use discernment. And sometimes we can't speak definitively about things that we don't know for sure are true. And we can only speak to what God's placed on our hearts and the way that we say things and the manner in which we express them Uh, really goes a long way in not proclaiming something to be truth with a capital T if it's not. And another thing that I think we really need to be careful about, especially when we're talking about our neighbor and speaking about our neighbor, either to them or to others about our neighbor, one of the failings of human nature is often to assume we know more about what's going on in the heart or mind of another person mm-hmm. than we actually do. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> right. You and so to, to to have a care and understanding that you may not know the whole story. You may not know the truth of and what's going on in another we person. Don't. Yeah, exactly. So when we are in that place of ambiguity where we don't know for sure the truth of another person. Probably best to keep our mouths shut. Yes. And in order to avoid falling into the sin of bearing false witness, if we maybe our intention wasn't to bear false witness, but because we assumed too much about what we thought we knew as true, right. we did.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, the other thing I, that I mean, I don't want to spend much time on it, but I wanted to briefly, you know, there's also times where, um, you have a, a private matter that you need to keep to yourself and someone asks you point blank about it. It's not their information to know. So it's not like you have to lie because that's not true. You, that's that's where you would say, well, that's not for you to know. Right. Uh, the, mm-hmm. what, I have the perfect example. Dear priest friend of mine, we started hearing murmurings that he was getting moved. You mm-hmm. know, it was just rumor, right? right? So I said, hey, I'm hearing that you're getting moved. What's up with that? And he looks at me and says, well, what do you mean?
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. So he didn't, he didn't lie. He didn't, he just said. It wasn't, you know, it, it di- wasn't he distracted for me to it. know. Yeah, he, it he,
0: wasn't knowledge I needed to know right. for my consumption quite yet. So, he deflected.
1: I think that's a really good point because sometimes t- people do in the... Uh, oh, I, I totally
0: uh, did. People to try say-
1: for se- for secrecy, to do lie and say you don't know something you actually knew because you just want secrecy. But I do think, we've talked about this before on another podcast, uh, but I do think it's really powerful to make a point to the person that you when you say, that's not for me to talk about, that's really not for me to... Discuss discuss, information for you. Or, yeah, and it sends them a message, you know, you're stepping into this sort of sin of gossip at this point. I'm not going to participate in it. Uh, But I also think that it can, you know, you can even say, I think that's something maybe you should ask them. Mm. Because the reality is, is that to be um, able to be rooted in truth. When we're talking about a relationship with another person, we actually have to seek the truth of another person. Mm. And I think sometimes we're lazy about that. We, we're quick to assumptions and very reticent to do the work of growing an intimacy with another person that we can actually learn the truth of who they are. Mm-hmm. But the reality is this: the human heart longs to be known. What I really think is at the heart of every single human being is to be known. For who they truly are, and to be loved for that. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, I would say, as a corollary to not speaking untruths about our neighbor, we should seek to know the truth mm. about our neighbor, about those people that God places in our lives and gives us the opportunity to be in an intimate relationship with. Like, say, I want to know the truth of your heart. Right. Like, it's important to me to understand who you are really and to show you that i love who you are because that's what god does with us right. and we're called to image him in this world
0: you know maybe there's one other distinction i really think is worth noting that neighbor face value sounds like the person that lives on your street right that's right. what it sounds yeah. like yeah. right but i want to just uh really broaden that with um our listeners because when i hear a lot of what we're talking about that will that applies so much just to even just our family members. Oh, absolutely. It can be your neighbor too. So I just want to like really, you know, make that kind of clarification too, that neighbor is more of a general term, that it can be your family members um, to speak well of. Because I know sometimes when we get really, you know, everybody's got that grumpy uncle or something like that, and we shouldn't be speaking ill of him
1: either. I I really see neighbor as being as, wide reaching as every person you've ever been introduced to (laughs) you know like or even just anybody
0: beyond yourself I mean we're for those engineers like my husband you gotta I gotta clarify right yeah absolutely
1: yeah because you know we always the term neighbor is generally used as that sort of like when the Lord says love your neighbor as yourself he's not talking about simply the person who lives right next door but like any person person next to you yeah any person you encounter Uh, right any person who's in your vicinity is your neighbor, okay. right? Like, And so it's it's a high call, you know, to, to love this way and truly not bearing false witness against your neighbor is simply loving your neighbor well, right. you know, and wanting their good and not wanting to participate in anything that would cause harm to another person and being rooted in God's truth.
0: Yes, which also reminds me, we can't finish this podcast without talking about the sin of detraction, which also is not necessarily a false witness against your neighbor, but it is detraction is you're revealing a unfortunate sin of, of a friend, a neighbor, um, to another, which really is an infringement on the dignity of that person. And we are not to speak detached. Excuse me. I lost the word.
1: Speak detraction. Detraction, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Speak detraction from those friends and loved ones as well. So that's while it may not be false witness, it's still not ours to pass along because it does impinge or infringe on their on their right. dignity.
1: Absolutely, and again, it's it's all about desiring the good of the other, yes. truly desiring it, and and wanting to live in a way that that shows that you you desire their good, and so we need to be careful with our words. Yes. Pray for our enemies. Yeah. And really seek to always in everything be ordered towards truth. Amen. All right. On that, we will finish up next week. We will be moving along to number nine, getting towards the end here. So So fun. Join us. We hope you will join us next time as we continue to walk shoulder to shoulder. God bless. God bless.